Hello, I'm Nicola. And I'm Amy. And this is the Imperfect PT Podcast. The pod to remind you that when it comes to your health, fitness and nutrition, there is no such thing as perfect. We want to reassure you that any step towards a healthier version of you is better than no step at all and share our own experiences of how we also, quite often, are proudly imperfect. Let's celebrate progress over perfectionism. Till then, there's no major reason why I should. But I bet I do. <laughs> I think it's a bit too much to say you're not going to drink on holiday, isn't it? Oh, it's completely unrealistic. It's <laughs> never going to happen. There won't even be a day that we go without in two weeks. Yeah, but that's holiday. Like, that's I know. kind of how it should be. I know, but we do take that to the extreme. Do you not get to the point where you're like, ugh, no, De- I can't Yeah, today. definitely, definitely. But, yeah, or, or I might not at lunchtime. I might... <laughs> Even wait till the evening. I mean, is it like that whole, oh, it's six o'clock now? Woo! Pretty much as standard every year, every time. Do you know what I've got in the habit of again? Um, Getting ready drinks. Oh, yeah. I love a getting ready drink. Well, that's what went wrong last Saturday. Getting ready for the ball. Yeah. Getting ready drinks before the ball. Well, that's what I was doing. Turning up there already a little bit squiffy. I mean, is it bad though? I mean, you probably got ready with your husband. Is it bad if you do it on your own? Never. Okay, good. Just check it's it. It's never a bad, never Just a bad in. thing. Because we did it last weekend getting ready for the wedding and I was with my girlfriends mm, and we all said, we were so. like, this feels really like teenagery again, like getting know. ready to go down liquid well, with some Lambrini. Maybe that's the thing. It is flashback too. Yeah. Maybe. It makes you feel young again. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Never anything wrong. Okay, getting ready good. Things. Just check in. I mean, that's a great way to start a new podcast, <laughs> isn't it? If you weren't sure about what our ethos is going to be with the Imperfect oh, PT yeah. podcast, well, that sums welcome, it up. <laughs> welcome to a discussion between Nicola and I about how she's going to approach her alcohol intake on holiday. Yes. <laughs> she's just going to go hell for leather <laughs> again. But typically something that you've probably always felt guilty about, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, definitely. Or, you know, convinced yourself that you can't do, shouldn't do, felt guilt, shame around, yeah. and probably reaching the point now where you've accepted it's part of your life, and yeah. you actually enjoy it, and that is okay. And we do, and it is a demarcation, isn't it? It's being on holiday. It's not something I do every day back at home. It's, it's yeah, it's different from the norm. Yeah. And I'll make up for it when I go home. Sure, sure. But that is purposely like what this podcast is about. And that's what it's going to be about. So welcome listeners. Um, Thank you for joining us. This is the new Imperfect PT podcast. So I'm Amy. Opposite me is lovely Nicola. And we are PTs. And we are proudly, hopelessly (laughs) imperfect. I feel like like this is the launch, isn't it? This is our debut I feel like we should like tie a ribbon around ourselves and someone cut it. Or <laughs> well, smash a bottle of champagne. But over that's us. how the alcohol conversation started because you were like, "We need some bubbles to launch it." And right. actually, Nikki has bought me a birthday and a moving in present in the last two months. Both have included a bottle of bubbles. So that says a lot. Maybe when this gets released, we'll open one of those no, and have it yeah. together. When yeah. I actually have a sofa to that, and we're not just sat on the floor in my flat. So yeah. beautiful flat. It is beautiful. Um, yes, yeah, so welcome listeners, um, and we hope you can find peace in our podcast in a fitness world that is just plagued with perfection, and um, both Nikki and I are very passionate about helping our clients and each other, because we navigate through this ourselves, mm-hmm. um, about 
finding a balance in life um, around fitness, health, nutrition, training, and finding something that works for you within the realms of your lifestyle, whatever age you are, whatever your family set up. And we want to share a little bit of our journeys in this first episode and the purpose of this podcast to inspire you to hopefully keep listening and tuning into future episodes, but also to share it with anybody that you think needs a little bit of dose of imperfection. Um, so I'm going to hand over to you, Nick, to start with. Um, introduce yourself to the listeners. Tell everybody a bit about you, how you've reached the point you're at, um, family setup, where you want to be in the future. And then I think we delve into our fitness and nutrition journeys so mm, let's go for it right um hi listeners um, my name's nicola lever i am a 46 year old oh god that sticks in my throat as well 46 year old uh wife and mum of two i have two boys uh 10 and 14 uh 14 year old already taller than me the 10 year old catching up it's quite frightening um i am a vizsla owner if anyone out there is a fellow puppy dog vizsla owner then they'll know the traumas i go through um, we live in Bishop Stortford, um, and I realised a bit of a long-held ambition this time last year, actually, um, and I qualified as a personal trainer, um, and I've had the privilege of working with some pretty amazing clients one-to-one ever since. Um, I work out of a, a private space in my garage at home, um, and yeah, it's something that's been quite the journey, uh, a big learning curve, but it is an incredibly rewarding and challenging profession so no no regrets yet (laughs) um so my particular passion and pt focus is on resistance training um especially for women um who are similar phase of life um and it's driven really by the importance that i've realized resistance training has in maintaining muscle mass as we age um, I am unfortunately staring down the barrel of menopause. Obviously, that's inevitable. Um, and I've learned it's crucial really now to start bulletproofing myself um, against some of the less than ideal effects that come along with menopause. Um, but obviously, good news being it's never too late to start. Um, so where did it all start for me? So uh, I guess before kids, um, I had a career in the city for some something like 15 years working as an HR manager. Um, I then had the privilege of raising my kids for what was probably an extended period of maternity leave that maybe went on a little too long um, in that I kind of came, came to a, a point of feeling fairly unfulfilled and not knowing where to go next. It's, I'm sure, a very common thing that people who have been full-time mums, I'm sure it's a, yeah, it's a common thing out there. Um, so then I dabbled with a few voluntary roles and then took on a general manager role at a CrossFit gym. And that's where Amy and I met. Um, unfortunately the gym didn't survive lockdown and I was left again at that point thinking, well, what now? And so I took the opportunity then to retrain in a field that was really the only true passion I had. And that was personal training and fitness. Um, and yeah, I haven't looked back. Um, it was really a decision that was driven by a lot of the mistakes I have made over the years, um, and wanting to help others avoid expending the amount of emotional energy that I had. Um, in... I think that's the key thing as well for you. Sorry to butt in, it's no, the emotional energy yeah. it took out of you. Yeah. yeah, it was constant berating, beating myself up, thinking I'm not good enough 
constantly criticizing what my body did or didn't look like um what I could and couldn't do compared to other people and it's again it's that constant comparison that was just I was just in a really vicious circle with it all and I made as I say all the mistakes under the sun from using exercise as punishment um especially when I've made perhaps bad food choices um burning uh calories to earn food you know all this stuff um and thinking as well that the only way to burn and sh- burn fat and shift weight was to focus on cardio. And so I became this self-professed cardio bunny. That's all I ever did. Sweated my ass off um, for hours on end and then wondered why maybe at the end of the day I had absolutely no energy for anything else. And I, of course, I wasn't fueling properly at the same time. So making, as I say, all the mistakes there are. Um, so that had been part of life really since my early 20s. I was part of every gym going from Les Mills classes to spin classes to prancing around aerobic studios to then eventually finding CrossFit um and then I found resistance training and can honestly say I haven't looked back um and it was as soon as I kind of realized the benefits how one from a body composition point of view there's nothing has changed my body to the same extent um and that I didn't need to walk away feeling absolutely hammered and yeah as I say not look back um so really that that idea of I've, I've been consumed by body image issues pretty much all my life um I can't say hand on heart that it won't always be there in the back of my mind but I finally kind of broken free from the shackles of the weight of that of constantly comparing constantly being on some sort of fatty diet always chasing that you know that half stone here just before holiday, just before a family wedding, whatever it would be. Um, and I've learned to just achieve that balance and think of it in a different way as it's not just about what my body looks like, it's about what my body can do for me. So now at this, the age I've got to, it's now long-term, it's about longevity, it's about um, staying fit for my kids, being involved in their lives from an active point of view I don't want to be the grandma who can't get down on the floor and pray with her grandkids I do not want to be that woman who can't lift her own shopping in from the car whatever it is take my suitcase on holiday with me that that's not going to be me so it's all about longevity it's not just about the fatty diet for the next holiday uh and that's me uh, in a nutshell so my goal now is to work with predominantly women but obviously never rule out men whoever wants to come, whatever age, whatever size, um, it's offering that space where there's no judgment, no expectation of experience. Um, it's just me and you working through whatever issues you're dealing with, um, whatever your journey and whatever your background. Um, and yeah, providing that kind of coaching and experience that's needed for a lot of women who are too intimidated to walk into a commercial gym um, and yeah, frankly, don't really know where to start, especially when it comes to resistance training. And there has been nothing more rewarding than seeing the transition that my clients have made from initially walking in, looking at a barbell and going, oh my God, I can't lift that, to, oh, maybe we can add some more weight this this week, Nicola. You know, there's nothing more rewarding. So, so far, so good. It's the best feeling, isn't it? Oh, it's incredible. It's the best feeling. I still have that with you, though, as well. Yeah, I guess, I guess, that you know, there's always that self-doubt and there's always that thing of, oh no, no, this is, you know, this is beyond what my body's capable of. Mm. But yeah, you'd be very surprised. It's, it's so many times it's mind over matter. Mm. 
and I can talk myself out of a lot of things. You're stubborn as well, though. Oh, there, <laughs> there is that. There is that. Oh, that was lovely. Sorry, that's that's me waffling. No, I love it. I love hearing you talk. I love hearing you talk. This is our podcast, Nikki. Oh, I, I can you talk own as much it. as I like. You own it as much as as much as me. It's our podcast. Um, see, this is the thing. Just to add on the end of here, I feel like I should be le- wearing learner plates because I am new to the podcasting world. Whereas Amy has, you know, she's tried and tested. Two she's years the, under the, my belt, the veteran <laughs> of podcasting. Um, is that my intro? Is that my That's it. segue? Okay, nicely. This See, is... you're a pro. Nicely done. <laughs> uh, hello, everybody. Um, if you might, you might feel you know me already. If you are a listener of the Not Another Fitness podcast, <clears throat> I am Amy Ramshead. I also live in Bishop Stortford. I'm 36 years old, so a t- mere 10 years younger than <clears throat> Nikki, which I always forget. Like you're just uh, yeah, whatever. I oh, know. I do. Like you're just my friend. You know what I mean? Like. It's age, just one of those things. Age becomes nothing, yeah. doesn't it? Uh, I am the still. I'm going to say still the co-host of the Not Another Fitness podcast with the wonderful Andy Swags because we haven't completely killed off that podcast. Uh, time was just getting really busy. Um, so if you are one of the listeners to that podcast and you've come over here, welcome. Bit of a different vibe with me and Nikki, but we really appreciate all your listening over the years. So Andy and I did the podcast for over two years. Started during COVID. Um, started weekly and Andy now has be- well beautiful family you've heard us talk about Max and his wife Sarah and time is just of very precious for him so unfortunately the podcast had to be something that we just sidelined for the moment but if you don't know me then hello I'm Amy Ramshead also known as Rambo Rams I 36 live in Bishop Salford I have trained for coming up to like 11 years now 12 years I've been training but originally before I was a PT and I've been a PT for three years now since COVID full time I was a flight attendant for 13 years so from 2008 until um yeah 2021 really when I took redundancy I was a flight attendant for Qantas the Australian airline so flying to Asia and Australia still managing to train and fit it into my life but also beating myself up when I was exhausted tired didn't feel like training at three packets of oreos a dairy milk and 17 protein bars on the way home because i felt like i'd been hit by a train because i'd been up for 30 hours um and then tried to force myself through a gym session on three hours sleep um so yeah i started training mainly my motivations for training came from a big shift in my friendship group and I was early 20s and just stopped going out um I didn't I I left a friendship group for multiple reasons and became quite um solitary so I threw myself into training I'd always hated my body I'd very normal young teenager you know carried a bit of poppy fat the the Burgesses which is my mum's side of the family we tend to be quite rotund we carry our you know genetically we carry our body weight around our legs and our bum and I'd always had that I've got a very round face so I used to hold a lot of weight in my face I grew up in the 90s um, my 90s children out there you know what it was like with diet culture a lot of Spice Girls, a lot of girl bands, but also a lot of like Rosemary Connolly, Carol Vorderman. My mum was constantly on a diet, fat-free everything. She still thinks avocados are the devil. Um, so, you know, Slimming World, Weight Watchers, constantly bombarded. I, I, One of my 
earliest memories thinking about fat loss and I have spoken to my therapist about this is being nine years old just having moved to Bishop Stortford from Manchester and my headmaster asked in an assembly what the what my new year's everyone's new year's resolution was and I put my hand up and he picked me out and I sat there and said I'd like to lose some weight at nine years old and honestly at that time I remember that moment and I remember there being a bit of a stunned silence which obviously I now understand to be all the teachers but I remember sitting there going well, what's wrong with that because I genuinely thought I was fat and needed to lose weight and that was the narrative that I was given uh, and I don't want anyone to throw shade on my parents or upbringing because of this but that was the culture and that was the society back then so yeah I started training when I was early 20s originally always hated cardio but did it because yeah very similar to Nikki it burned calories and that was how you lost weight and then I actually started uh, one of these online group challenges over Facebook called Operation Six Pack and I did that for six weeks and that was the first thing where I really looked at my nutrition as well and I meal prepped like an absolute boss I had nothing else to do so literally was eating yogurt protein powder and banana for breakfast and every I was eating four other times a day and every meal was exactly the same so it was either mince chili and so it was like a chili and rice four times a day just in certain quantities or it was halloumi rice and frozen vegetables and I did that for six weeks and it worked I was shredded I was absolutely shredded uh, but then I discovered more like focused weight training, really got into weight training. Genetically, my body responds really well to weight training, particularly my upper body. So really enjoyed the results, enjoyed how my clothes were fitting. And then very similar to Nikki, found the passion, pursued it and did my PT qualification while I was still flying um, with fully the intention to take on clients. That didn't happen as I um, climbed the career ladder with my flying career. And then once COVID happened, I'd already started lift off, um, met Nikki, met the best people who are still, or I call family in my life, my bunch of friends, met my ex-boyfriend there, really did become a real solid community and a happy place for me. Um, the One of the guys I met now who is the owner of the studio I work out of now, so it was a real key turning point in my life, did CrossFit, did my CrossFit qualification, got really into it and then when covid happened the liftoff asked me to coach there so i started coaching i started getting pt clients and i think and this is nikki you're very similar and i've always said this to you as well because of my passion or our passion about what we do because of also and we'll talk about this in come episodes that are coming up but also because of how we look rightly or wrongly it attracts people to us because it's a desirable body but also we're very personable we're very empathetic and this is what this podcast is all about we've been through the struggles so um was very fortunate enough to build a very lovely loyal client base and i have a packed out calendar i only work monday to friday lunchtime and i'm full-time self-employed pt i've just bought my first flat on my own um, in Bishop Stortford, which anyone who lives in Bishop Stortford knows is fucking hard work. <laughs> and yeah, I have a wonderful group of friends. I have wonderful clients, some of which I'm extremely fortunate enough to call family. And yeah, that's me. Um, the mistakes that I've made, slightly different to Nikki in that I didn't really go so heavy down the cardio aisle. I more went very... 
hyper food focused and I think that was a a product of the society that I grew up in in the 90s and I went through cycles and cycles of dieting educating myself about macros I am a registered nutritionist so sorry not registered I am a nutritionist um, qualified nutritionist so I understand about macros energy balance protein carbs fats how to successfully diet but before I did that and part of the reason I did do that is because I made all the mistakes cycles of dieting periods of amenorrhea where you lose your menstrual cycle low energy thinking that it's normal to feel like absolute shit having no sex drive really poor body image picking yourself apart in the mirror um not wearing certain outfits because of the way your tummy looks and i still struggle with this even now like you know we talk about this regularly don't we nick yeah i think that's it i think we've both come a long way but it's something that will never leave either of us and it is something we will always have to keep in check. Mm. But if I look back, for me, it's the regret of how much time I've expended and how much energy of beating myself up unnecessarily, of wearing oversized clothes, just hiding my body away. And when I look back at the period of time that I was doing that, I think, God, if I look like that now, I'd be absolutely, you know, I'd be well, a, right. a winner. When anyway. I first met you, right, we're oh going here. When oh I first God. met you at Liftoff, <laughs> so Nikki would never put more than 25 kilos on the bar. And I appreciate for some people that is a lot of weight, but Nikki is a strong woman. Bear in mind, she did this for three years <laughs> and never put more than, well, it might even have been longer. How long was it? Five years? Maybe it was in the end. Never put more than 25 kilos on the bar. She would never wear a legging above her ankle ever and always wear a shirt with sleeves Mm. so like short sleeve but even in 31 degree heat Mm -hmm. this woman would turn up with full length leggings on and a a shirt with sleeves on and Nikki is the sweatiest woman you've ever met she looks like she's jumped in a swimming pool and I say that with love I will hug this woman when she's dripping but like honestly she's sweaty we will talk about gym fails in future episodes that's definitely one of mine and we are obviously in the period of quite a hot spell over this summer and it just drips off me. And I, I can't <laughs> it help does. it. There's nothing I can do to control it. Maybe um, it's the booze, mate. Maybe, maybe it's, it's just it. seeping it's just coming out of all my pores. pores. Oh, I should think about that. Uh, um, yeah, but it, it, I, I've been... Oh, God, I've stood in nightclubs with my friends, you know, back in the day, wearing ridiculous hot pants yeah. and crop tops. And there'd be me in the longest skirt I could yeah. find and yeah. probably some sort of long sleeve. <laughs> but, like... This is why and why why this is why it's the imperfect PT podcast because we still struggle with this. Yeah. Like last week, I went to a wedding and I was I literally came on the day after the wedding. So we all exper- experience different menstrual cycle symptoms and different symptoms of PMS. And again, we'll do a whole episode on the menstrual cycle, and menopause, and all that. But I get very bloated before I come on, and I stood in my flat looking in the mirror trying on all these outfits and my mirror is very flattering like it's a good catfish of a mirror and I'm literally stroking my belly pointing at my non-existent belly going I can't wear this I can't wear this I just look disgusting and like at my lowest point with nutrition I was weighing out lettuce Mm. like I would not use salt and pepper because Mm. it would mean that I would retain water because I'd be dehydrated, so I'd weigh more on the scales the next day. I would refuse any food that was offered to me. I would not go on nights out, or I would go on nights out and not drink. And I'm not saying that these are 
things that you shouldn't do for people that are pursuing intentional weight loss sometimes these are things that you have to do Mm. it's your intentions and your mindset behind it is just very 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 important and when it comes from a real damaging place I realize now like I just shouldn't have put that much pressure on myself yeah or just that thing of how over what extended period this was going on for right Mm. for me if I think about it, it's been majority of my adult life where I've been foregoing social occasions. I've been refusing nights out. I travelled. I had the privilege actually of travelling with my family uh, back in 2019. So just before COVID ruined everything, um, we went travelling for six weeks. Um, to we did uh, Malawi, um, Zambia, then we went over to New Zealand. We did Singapore. We did Fiji. Like trip of a lifetime. I remember you going on this trip. Six weeks, and in those six weeks, I missed only four days in the gym, and I was getting up at five in the morning trying to find whatever local gym or hotel gym that I could use to get my sweat on, just to justify what I would then eat for the rest of the day. And if I think about all the times that I sent the boys off to breakfasts or to do whatever activity that I then missed because I had to get my gym fix. And at the time I think, okay, well, it was, it was my way of staying sane. It was my way of um, feeling like I'd done something good for my body for that day. So at the time it felt like the right thing to do. But when I look back now, the right thing to do would have been to have joined my family on whatever activity it was they were doing that day because we were in an amazing location in, on a once in a lifetime trip that I will never do again mm. and I spent my time in the gym mm. um, all because I was feeling self-conscious about being in a bikini later that day or you know wearing a vest top or whatever it might be so it's just living with those regrets now mm. if we can you know just stop other people falling down those mindset traps then we'll be doing something right. I'm going to ask a therapy question. Here we go. And how does that make you feel? But no, like, honestly, like, thinking back now, how does that actually make you feel about, like... Because I know, like, six weeks with your family is a long time. So yeah, I'm sure, sure there were a lot of those sessions that were like, I just need a fucking moment for myself. I went on holiday with my mum last year and I did yeah. exactly the same yeah. thing. I was like, there needs to be a gym because yeah. I need an hour without you. Yeah. Like, and that's totally okay. But Completely. Like, when it was an occasion like that, but when I think about how many times was there something that, as I say, I missed out on mm. because of it. So they'd come back from a breakfast session or from having gone out on a little jaunt somewhere and they'd go, oh, mummy, we saw this and we did that. And it, and a bit, well, yeah, I didn't because I was sat in a gym. So it's just, it's that. It's yeah. what I missed out on. And it's also yeah. what will my kids remember me for? Yeah. And it probably will be along the lines of, mummy was an obsessive gym goer. Mummy used to skip meals and you know again you've got to be careful when it comes to raising kids is the messages it's sending to them i mean i've got two boys so i'm not saying boys are immune to these kind of you know ways of thinking or you know damaging mindsets about food and and training if i'd had girls i mean god only knows the damage i would already have done to them but you know my boys are definitely food conscious because i've tried to drill into them the importance of solid nutrition um, but I do, I do worry that they've picked up on quite a few of my negative behaviours and my compulsive behaviours, um, and will will remember me for that, and that's kind of sad. But also, that's the beauty of where you are now. Yeah, because it's all it's very lovely to think that now you're on the other side of that. And part of this podcast as well is 
these things never leave you. You're no. never healed. You'll never fully let that go. Mm. I will never not look at a plate of food and know what's in it or think about what's in it mm. or worry about how that's going to affect my body. I will... There was, like, at my lowest point with my nutrition, I was weighing lettuce and spinach. Yeah. I was the wanker taking Tupperware to the party yeah. and eating her own food. Um, and... Yes, you can argue that that comes out of a place of self-care but and wanting to look after yourself, but there are so many different facets of health, social health, mental health, economic health, and there's all these different things that we now have to think about. And now looking back, for you, like your, you know, your family health is impacted, mm. your social health is impacted. Like, what did you miss out on that, you know, you're not going to lie on your deathbed thinking... Oh, I wish I'd trained harder. Oh, damn it. I wish I'd got that gym session in in Zambia. If I'd have got out those two more reps, I'd have done so much better. And I'm not going to lie in bed thinking, oh, fuck, if I hadn't have added some... If I'd have just gone for low-fat mayonnaise on that salad rather than the full-fat mayonnaise, I'd have just saved myself... Oh, that, that ab would be popping right now. It would be popping. Absolute classic. You yeah. know? And it, it's just these things that we berate ourselves mm. about. Um and for me, the language around food is quite a big one and language in general and the way we speak about A, ourselves, yeah. B, our bodies, C, our training, D, what we put in our mouths. Um, that's a real, real huge one for me. And I will, we've got so many ideas for topics over the next few weeks about things around this um, because it's about bringing consciousness back to those unconscious inbuilt behaviors around based around a belief system that you carry with you and we very 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 rarely as women challenge where that comes from Mm. so yeah that's hopefully where we're going to be taking this over the next few weeks um i think just to list a few mistakes that we've made that we really want to help others with um particularly with regards to fitness so what you can look forward to over the next few weeks like fitness um nikki overtraining definitely training when my body is giving me every indication that it doesn't and shouldn't be training and ignoring that and just going hell for leather anyway mm-hmm. um back in the day probably at my worst um when i was um i think when i had the worst grip on it was just post childbirth when you're desperately trying to get your pre-body back um i would be doing multiple cardio classes um down at good old grange paddocks um, so I'd be jumping in on two back-to-back Les Mills classes, probably running home, maybe doing, going at least for another walk or a couple of walks during the day. Um, and I would be underfeeding at that point as well. So barely eating breakfast, barely eating lunch. And then I'd be... Uh, yeah, I did breastfeed. Yeah. Wow. Um, that's a good calorie burner, that one. Um, and then, yeah, I'd be on the school run collecting my older child and I'd be wondering why it was taking everything I had in me just to push a pram up a, a slight incline mm. and wondering where the hell all my energy had gone because I'd bounced around a studio for two hours what why is this so difficult so that was probably at, yeah at its at its worst um and the yeah the chronic underfeeding that went along with that mm. um and then yeah and then not listening to illness you know just ignoring the fact that I'd, I'd be ill and I'd still be training yeah. there would pretty much be nothing I wouldn't train for I broke my foot actually when my <laughs> of course you did when my when my youngest was uh two or three we were on a campsite the worst place to be when you break your foot frankly 
And it was a, it wasn't a really annoying way of doing it, is in that it wasn't a glory story. I just I went over on my foot wearing Birkenstocks, chasing my little one, because he was doing little flits, you know, trying to trying to charge off somewhere. So I'm chasing after him, go over on my foot, break my foot, and I was then in a boot cast for about six weeks, told obviously not to do anything to put pressure on this foot, and there's me sitting on my uh, elliptical cross trainer at home oh my in my God. garage in a boot just wow. trying to get my sweat on so yeah I've, I've, I've done it all yeah yeah um overtraining definitely uh not listening to your body um too much cardio we've both done yeah um too much training in general like personally for me with fitness and I think we can both speak for this um not starting young enough. I wish I'd have started strength training younger. Um, that's something I really feel passionately about both of us, actually getting kids into strength training yeah. and resistance training. Um, I think I think the positive thing on that, actually, I was up at um, my local gym, Koru, um, earlier today. And there, of the five women in there, I was definitely the oldest, which, again, always sucks. You don't know that. Oh, I definitely was. Um, and then there were two or three, I'd say, young maybe young 20s yeah. or late teens absolutely kicking ass in yeah. there lifting some serious weight it is getting better but also i think we're guilty of our echo chamber like we see it there's also a lot we don't see true so yeah but i still think kids like you know i think from my experience in school you're either sporty or you're not yeah and that's the narrative you're given you're put it's into like, one of two categories you know, you're streamlined you're, yeah. you're clever or you're not you're sporty or you're not you're geeky or you're not like yeah. kids are so pigeonholed um, if I'd have learned that the gym was more than a treadmill and a cross trainer and mm. a bike, mm. those scary weight machines were for boys. Yeah. And when you're fed that message from that that young, um, even just the gym and being more about play and stuff like that. Uh, again, messaging is a lot better now, but I definitely would have got into weight training younger. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Other mistakes: not asking for help early enough, on asking for the wrong help. And again, we'll do an episode on where to look for help, how to get good help, and mm. also like being very aware that economic status comes into it too. Like Being able to have a personal trainer is a privilege, mm. but there are very good options out there. That's it, the getting the right personal trainer. Yes. Someone who understands your background, your um, mindset with these things, the challenges you've had, the barriers you're facing. Yeah. Um, so, yes, there's a multitude of PTs out there, but it's it's finding the right it's one. It's finding the right one. Um I think the the running theme throughout everything, particularly with fitness, is um, just your motivations behind it, like caring too much about what other people think, doing it for the right reasons. um, And (laughs) yeah, motivation and mindset is going to be a key one, really. Yeah, because if the motivation is just about, well, I keep seeing all these, um, you know, fitness... uh, gurus whatever on instagram and look this is how they look and that's how i should look that's not a motivation because it's not real it's not it's not realistic like you're never gonna have my arms i'm never gonna have your legs like we all look at each other and compare Compare, and it's so bad with women it's bad with men as well um and it's important that we reference a male side and we you know hopefully we'll get some men on the podcast as well but yeah it is bad that that comparison is it's just the thief of joy thief of as joy. they say but it completely so is it completely is and speaking as pts as well 
even as a personal trainer when you know that you can still get pulled into a hole of mm. oh I'm not doing this for my clients I'm not doing that I should be doing this I should be doing that all 100%. my clients are going to leave me they're going to go do the latest Courtney Black on Instagram mm. um, I'm not throwing shade on Courtney Black by the way whatever gets anyone exercising I'm totally cool with yeah. um, but it is it is that comparison mm. so you know um, you have to try and reach some level of acceptance that you just don't care what anyone else thinks. Yeah. And that's hard. That comes with age, but it also comes with experience, but it also is something that yeah. we constantly need to practice. It, you're never just okay with this. Yeah, because I think for me that the switch came when I realised it wasn't about aesthetics anymore, that everything I'd done to that point hadn't got me to where I wanted to be physically anyway. So... It had to be about, well, what's actually going to keep me in the game, you know, for the longest period of time. Mm. That's where resistance training has been incredible for that. Um, and so, yeah, it's no longer about beach body perfect for the summer or getting into that slinky dress that you want at the Christmas party or that mm. sort of thing. It's about staying stronger for longer. Because to highlight those two points you have a body and you go to the beach so you already have a beach body this is true yeah and if that slinky dress fits you already and you feel great in it wear the fucking dress mm. you know we're not saying intentional weight loss from a privileged place of a socially acceptable body is not something that is something that you shouldn't do we have these conversations regularly about not feeling comfortable in our own skin and wanting to maybe just just tighten up a bit or mm. oh it doesn't look the way i want it or i have been eating some less than optimal foods for the last few weekends and I have got a holiday coming up and I really would like to feel my best and if that comes from being in a smaller body that's your body and your entitlement is to do that but it's just around keeping your head while you're doing it Absolutely. and just being sane um with regards to nutrition some of the things we're going to cover in the next few weeks um the main thing is just also like constantly dieting and thinking fat loss is the only option mm -hmm. so we want to talk about nutrition from a compassionate point of view um and how there are other options and how constant cycles of dieting not dieting dieting off yeah. the wagon on the wagon are just not serving anybody and i understand why people feel they need to do it because all or nothing is very easy it's very 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 easy to go all in and then go all out. It's very, very hard to actually have a balance and make this part of who you are. Um, so I get that. So we're going to talk about that. Um, and and my my classic um, mistakes on that front is the restrict binge cycle yeah, 100%. that has haunted me for years yeah. and was it's so damaging. Um, in that God knows what I've done to my metabolism over the years. And it's that um, thinking the only way is every mistake I make is then punish myself for yeah. it. And when I take mistake, it will be eating something that I deemed suboptimal, yeah. a bad food. So yeah. I very much categorize foods as good or bad. Um, and yeah, and then wondering why my body was just not shifting mm. any weight whatsoever, no matter what I did to it. And that's because... I would get into a cycle of, okay, I've, I've, re I've really restricted myself. Haven't I been good? And then, of course, that's not sustainable. And the minute you start reaching for the less optimal stuff, um, yeah, you undo all the good work and there you go. You're, you're on that merry-go-round. Yeah. And, and I, I sat on that merry-go-round for years. And it's brutal. Yeah. And like we were yeah. coming right back to the beginning when I said that's the emotional journey you go on. That's the emotional journey. Um, 
and we will do an episode on the binge restrict cycle it's um one of the most damaging things mentally that you can go through and it unfortunately most of the time it's not about food it's not about food it's about your mindset yeah it's about how you value yourself it's about what's important to you it's about putting your own needs first and yeah there's a lot more involved in it than um than just what you put in your mouth because fundamentally everybody knows they probably need to eat less junk food and eat more broccoli Mm, you know everybody yeah it's not rocket science everybody and I'm that's a very blanket statement you will notice that I precursor everything I say but it's a very blanket statement there might be people out there that genuinely think eating fish and chips a day is okay and good for them like spoiler alert it's not um but you know generally most people know that eating more greens is good eating less processed food is also a good idea but actually how to put that into practice is very very difficult um another common mistake we see in nutrition which was something we'll talk about and we all fall into this trap not challenging information hearing mm-hmm. something taking it in as gospel repeating it to susan down the road oh have you heard this fab new diet oh nikki's having a coughing <laughs> fit it always reminds me of that it reminds me of that peter k sketch <laughs> mama ram said we'll know about this uh, won't, won't you jane be like oh, you go to see Sandra in the office. I've got this great new diet. So you drink your own piss and I lost 14 stone in a day. <laughs> Nikki's gone. Oh, but it's so true. Awesome. It's like, you know, I've got um, I've got a few clients. One in particular will come to me every week and be like, oh, so-and-so's told me about this diet and this book and I think maybe I should do that. But then I have you in my head going, that's not going to be the ticket. And I'm like, no, it's not. It's just another way of creating a calorie deficit. So, you know, like not challenging information, cutting out food groups, like still low carb, no carb. And there are certain instances where these things can be beneficial, you know, or definitely timing of these macronutrients is important, particularly for women as we get older. But again, like we need carbs. Carbs are bloody good. Like there's so much research out there and not challenging this type of information is really, really, really damaging. All the classic demonizing certain food groups. 100%. Something else we want to highlight as well is like, just the warning signs as well in your own body and learning to trust yourself as a woman. I think a lot of the messaging we've got over the years as women is that we can't be trusted. Um, And we have grown up in a bit of a, here we go, Amy's being a feminist again, um, patriarchal society where we're fed this image that we need to be um, polite and kind and not lie and be slim and be the perfect mother and you can have it all but you need to also fit into your dress and look pretty all the time and also want to have sex with your husband whenever you want it and sometimes like these we have these warning signs that we know our bodies and we are actually fed the information that we should ignore them so like you for example having absolutely zero energy and not being able to push a pram Mm. you know um me losing my menstrual cycle for a few days like a few days a few months excuse me like not really wanting to have sex with my boyfriend um being preoccupied with my body image constantly checking my body in the mirror stuff like that um so all these mistakes that we know women and men make 
but yet they don't know how to break it or they feel like they can't say or they just don't know where to turn to to get good information. Mm. Mm. And that's exactly the point um, that I think we've both been at is that we both have known that we were making huge mistakes, that we weren't able to sustain what we were doing long term, that it wasn't something we wanted to do, but it just we just didn't know how to break the cycle. Yeah. Um, and as soon as someone came into our life and in in my case actually it, i credit it with to, to amy it was amy that um oh i know god your ego's big enough <laughs> my biceps are big enough mate not my ego <laughs> shoulders actually okay shoulders. they're amazing um but it was the some of the mindset changes she helped me make um was exactly what was needed um and yeah as soon as someone points you in the right right direction you can save yourself so much heartache and that's kind of where where I've been at and want to help others achieve the same you teach me a lot there mate because you know I'm 36 I all don't... right stop rubbing that <laughs> in hey it's a, like I'm the wrong side of 35 now that hit me more than 30 did <laughs> try being the wrong um, side of 45 <laughs> um but you've taught me a lot like I don't have children you have two amazing boys like Nikki's boys are wonderful so polite absolute credit to her she's got an amazing work ethic she's very active they're an active family they're always out doing stuff whether like the boys are doing stuff with you whether they want to be whether they want to I have told her a few times (laughs) don't be that mother that tells your son to run when he doesn't want to run um but you know like you have you have taught me about as well of as well as a lot of my other clients but we're very lucky that we have the friendship we do we do talk very candidly and openly Mm. as well like you have taught me about how hard it is as a woman in your 40s with children with a husband with a dog trying to have a you know make to build a career like Mm. the stresses that you have before I met you are something that I I wouldn't understand and that makes me really you know that's hard for me to then empathize with my clients so you know having people like you in my life like I really look up to you in the way that you can hold it all together and still manage to find time for your training like I work a 35 hour week face to face with PT clients uh, but I work in a studio and even I fucking sack off gym sessions sometimes Mm. I'm like I cannot be asked whereas you are very motivated yes not necessarily it comes from the right place in terms of being kind to yourself but you are very motivated and you always get your sessions in you prioritize them you do put yourself first in that way um so you've taught me a lot as well i'll i'll pay her for that later <laughs> 20 quid on its way mate that i've got so two bottles of champagne in the fridge from you i think you're good you've done your debt for now <laughs> but it's an interesting topic and i'm sure one that we'll pick up on future episodes but that whole prioritizing you as the mum as the wife as the career woman prioritizing yourself and giving yourself self-care it's something that we are not good at we always think we're bottom of the pile um and that actually all the spare time i think spare is in inverted commas um if there is spare time in our day it should be devoted to our kids going on that dog walk uh you know having a proper meal at the table Mm. with the husband it should be about everybody else Mm. um and we are yeah the Mm. bottom of that priority list even being single though like i find that being self-employed so making the transition from having a career and knowing you're going to get paid every month to now 
being is solely in charge of keeping your own roof over your head. Yeah. Uh, if I don't go to work, I don't get paid. So I still very much put my needs at the bottom. I had an hour gap this morning and I actually really feel like, really felt like I wanted to train. Did I? No, because I was like, actually in that hour I can do a little bit of programming and then mm. I can get ahead and then it means I don't need to do that. I constantly feel like I need to work. Mm. So there's always something. I think just as women, there's always something we feel like we should be doing. Yeah, hell yeah. Um, we're always putting ourselves bottom. So yeah, we really want to empower people to put their health and fitness first and Definitely. make them feel like it is a priority. Well, let's just put it this way. As a, as a mom, if, if your health fails... Um, and if things start to go wrong physically, um, you are no use to your kids. Um, so from that point of view, you know, that should be a motivation to look after yourself and to start prioritizing your fitness and your nutrition because of the kids, not, you know, in place of. 100%. Um, so that's where we're going with the podcast. That's the direction that is the imperfections that we all carry with us um so lots of exciting topics in there that i think you'll agree if you do have any ideas for some episodes we do take inspiration from all our wonderful clients but please also um write in message us uh we'll put the details in the show notes of how you can contact us um but we do have an exciting feature as well (laughs) on this podcast (laughs) just to give everybody a safe space to share their imperfections um so I'm a PT but um Nikki would you like to share share your first uh, I'm a PT but Well there will be a common theme with mine and it will usually revolve around weekend drinking <laughs> because that's definitely my downfall always has been always will be Um and so with the slight overdoing it on a Saturday night usually it is accompanied by the overdoing it on the food on the Sunday to compensate and so I was at last Saturday I was at a black tie event for my son's school um said to myself I categorically will not get trolleyed and embarrass myself I don't think I embarrassed myself other than on the dance floor there was some oh that's not dodgy moves definitely but um yeah with far too many proseccos and not enough water drunk um on the Sunday I probably demolished six rounds of toast with either butter and strawberry jam or butter and nutella that classic combination okay butter and nutella i'm not sure i'd have butter with nutella but butter and strawberry jam yes all day i like butter and honey Mm, wouldn't say no um talk me through the bread choice well again it it started off with the remnants of i always i like the end bits oh you like the crust i like the crust it's amazing so i had the end bit of a granary type whole grain interesting and then i went for the tiger loaf oh and that rocks oh that just rocks by my old tiger bread yeah I mean, are they self-cut slices? Are they pre-cut slices? Oh, they're thankfully pre-cut because okay. my version of a doorstop won't fit in the toaster. Yeah, I'm northern, so it's doorstop or nothing. <laughs> so, okay, cool. I mean, I'm here for it, mate. Why that six? Was my Sunday. Were you just like six oh, and done? Or? Well, I was making it for the family as well, and okay. of course, whilst making the kids and cutting little okay. bits up for them, half of it would go okay. in my mouth, half of it would go on their plate. Yes. But of course, this I live by the ethos of if it's not from my plate, oh, it, it doesn't, doesn't count. count. <laughs> so that's how I probably racked up, yes. Yeah, okay, so Nikki's a PT, but at the weekend she ate six slices of toast yeah, with butter, jam, yeah. butter and uh, Nutella. Um, I'm a PT, but 
a few weeks ago, and we are stacking these up for the next few episodes mm. as well. I'm a PT, but a few weeks ago, so spread is my absolute crack. So like Nutella, Biscoff, chocolate spread, caramel spread, anything like that is my absolute kryptonite. Um, Spoon in the jar. Yes. Have you microwaved it before, though? Have oh you microwaved God, the jar? So I'm a PT and a nutritionist. And the other week I microwaved a jar of Biscoff spread oh. and poured it straight into my mouth. That's almost pornographic. Yeah, it, it was. I mean, I'm sure I could charge money for that somewhere. <laughs> That's where I need to earn my fortune. I need to go on OnlyFans. Just sideline. Um, yeah, and poured it into my mouth. Uh, not just once. Three times. <sighs> to the point where I literally thought, no, I feel sufficiently sick now. I can stop. Nice. Yeah. Um, so that uh, that is... That is me. Um, my, my my other theme will definitely be stealing from my children. You as well. do this. I I've seen you this. do this. I deliberately buy my children treats. Yeah. The rare treats for wh- whether it be celebrating a good result at school yeah. or whatever it might be. Nikki loves Haribo. Haribo all the way. So Zach, will, she steals your sweets. I, I will go to the local sweet shop. I will come home smug as giving it look boys I've bought you a tub of sweets to have in your room and they're all yours and then every time mum's making the making your bed in the morning she's stealing your sweets sorry sorry kids I love that I feel like this is like confession confessions Confessions of a PT PT. maybe this is what we needed to call it confessions (laughs) of a PT I'm trying to think anything else. Oh, no, I, I need to save them. We need to save them for yeah. future episodes. Oh, there'll be many, don't Definitely worry. need to save them for future episodes. There'll be plenty of um, So that's the Imperfect PT podcast. Uh, celebrating all our and your imperfections. Uh, challenging all the mistakes you've made. Forcing you to think a little bit differently about your fitness and nutrition. Um, and, yeah, just giving you a safe space to fuck up royally and just keep on going because that's it that's it we're all about the balance and the acceptance the patience and the consistency Uh, so if that sounds like something that's a little bit of you keep tuning in and we will see you next week Bye 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 thank you for tuning in to this episode of the imperfect pt podcast We hope you take away something positive from listening to our experiences. If you did and know of others who would benefit from hearing our message, please share and help us grow our listening community. Remember, whatever seemingly imperfect actions you might take this week, it doesn't need to derail your progress. Celebrate the wins and embrace the imperfections.